This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Well, one of our regular Thursday morning programs on ORFM is Jazz Cafe. Host of Jazz Cafe, Lou McConnell, joins us now for a conversation. Good morning, Lou. Good to have you with us. Nice to be here, Jeff. Lou, you and I have caught up a few times over the years, and when I talk about years, um, we're talking a, a number that I don't even know in terms of how long you've been making the program with the station now. How long do you reckon it might be? It was a couple of years before Frank Sinatra died. Yep. And that, I think that was, he died in 1997, does that sound right. right? That sounds about right, Lou. 1995. That's a decent uh, period of time. It's a massive commitment from you to oh. the programme. What keeps you going in it? Oh, just a bit of interest, hey? It's uh, it's long been a hobby of mine. Jazz, nice to share it with other people. Mm. Uh, nice to think that people are actually listening. Jazz, as a fan of it, rather than a player... And uh, when you think back to where that fire was first ignited for you in terms of music, what do you recall? Yeah, actually, um, it goes way back to the beginning of probably the trad boom in England and the UK. Uh, people like Chris Barber, Hackerbilt, Kenny Ball, Midnight in Moscow. And um, I decided I liked that sort of music and... Uh, then with the advent of the LP arrived on the scene, and I remember when I first heard Benny Goodman's 1939, no, 38, Carnegie Hall concert, and I was hooked. Yeah. I'm interested to know, you know, how it was. I mean, some of us who perhaps, you know, have followed rock and roll, for example, can, can think of, uh, you know, some of the times that brought people together to listen mm. to music. Uh, was it like that for you in jazz? I know my own father was a jazz musician mm. and and would often, um, you know, that would be the thing that they would do in the weekend. They would get, you know, the latest latest platters and, and get together and listen to them socially. Was yeah. it like that for you or you more of a more of a solo uh, fan? Uh, not, no, not necessarily solo, Jeff. Um, uh, right across the road here was the original Jazz Society's club rooms in the, uh, the Pioneer Women's Hall there in Murray Place and the... The Jazz Society held once a month, um, as you would say, a get-together, spin records, talked, and uh, we had guest artists, we had live live performance, live guests, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was a bit of both. Mm. Been interesting to see how the live scene has gone. It sort of waxed and waned a bit in terms of uh, venues for jazz. Yeah. Um, and, you know, clubs have uh, been and gone. Uh, El Matador was one down uh, near the exchange, I think. That El Matador, yeah, I right. remember that uh, one? Yeah, right opposite the old post office, down in the basement. Yeah. El Matador, there was one called The Dancing Lobster. You wonder where they got that title from. That was further down in Princess Street. Going further back, there was one called The Coconut Grove in the lower octagon. And uh, various pubs had, you know, now and then bars. Um, semi-dedicated to the playing of jazz music. Yeah, probably more so now than than now. Yeah, indeed. Um, But something of a revival. We've seen Hanover Hall established as a base for jazz in the city now, Mm -hmm. which is nice to see. And uh, I think The Loft is getting gigs up again uh, at the Playhouse Theatre this this year, but very much more a discreet kind of thing than it was uh, back in the day, as it were. Anyway... (laughs) So here you are, developing that interest and starting to put a bit of a collection together, I imagine. Uh, yeah. 
I'm not sure what I'm going to do with it. <laughs> well, how significant is it, Lou, in terms of size? Well, it's about 500 LPs and about 1,000 CDs. Yeah. Yeah, which uh, you'd like to see them go to a good home. Well, let's not talk about that now, Lou. You've still got to make some use out of it. We'll drag some more programs out of you yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, but it's interesting that you raise it because, you know, you know, this is tangible form, this massive library of incredible music mm. that, that you've got so much enjoyment out of. And, uh, of course, you know, vinyl making a comeback. So the, the people will be hungry for it, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, and it's nice to see vinyl coming back. It really is, yeah. Because, as you know, I've been playing vinyl for since, since I came on to... Uh, the, what do we call it? Hills, Hills AM, yep. way back in the Old South Dunedin studios. Yeah. And uh, so I've been playing vinyl all the way through. At home as well, presumably. What's your setup at home? What, what's your favourite environment for listening to the, your, your, your best music? Oh. I've probably got a reasonably good setup in the lounge. And uh, the old glass of Johnny Walker mm-hmm. settle in on a wet, cold, wet night. Yeah. Once you start, it's very hard to stop. One of the things um, we've noticed here on ORFM, you can't ignore it, is the massive online audience that there is for Jazz Cafe. And as you know, through the magic of podcasts, you know, programs coming mm. out of Aotearoa Dunedin can be heard all around the world, mm. and yours is one of those. Uh, have you given any thought to why that might be? Uh, not really. Um it's very heartening to think. I think um, to be right up there in terms of um, you know podcast, um, whatever you call it, ratings. Perhaps um, it's nice to know that. Well, we know that people are listening, and that's very heartening. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I forget how many strikes. I, you know, I'm not quite sure how it works. The, the uh, podcast system. But. Well, what I can tell you is, in the you know the tens of thousands, people are tuning into mm. the jazz cafe, and of course, there's a, a world of similar um, jazz podcasts mm. that that people can pick up on. But yeah, jazz cafe doing really well, mm. rating really highly, and it's you know it's because I guess it's it's the music you you pick. It's mm. also the way you talk about the music. What do you you know what relationship do you like to have with the listener? What do you imagine for them? Yeah, good question. Um, a lot of them, a lot of the players of jazz were larger than life, and uh, you know that came from the speakeasies and the um, you know the halls, the pubs and the bars that they played in in those days. And um, I do a lot of reading and have done over the years on jazz, and some of it is some of it's beyond the pale. And uh, where possible, you know, I like to share a bit of that with the listener. Um, for, for example, Joe Venuti, the great violinist, was the arch joker of jazz. And uh, on an early uh, TV program, he, he filled the tuba player's horn up with flour, <laughs> uh, as you might imagine. Um, Joe had a colleague called Wingy Manone, and uh, they, they drank a lot in those days. And Wingy Manone had passed out, but Wingy had a wooden arm. Uh, and Joe Venuti, ever the joker, produced a hacksaw blade uh, in this uh, speakeasy one night, proceeded to saw, <laughs> saw Wingy's arm in half. <laughs> uh, things like that. And, uh, yeah. and where do you pick those anecdotes up from? Lou, are you a reader around jazz? Yeah, mostly, re- yeah, mostly reading. Yeah, 
I've got quite an extensive jazz library at home. Yeah. Mm. Uh, any parts of the world that particularly fascinate you in terms of, uh, you know, the, the scenes? Uh, obviously, you know, we, we hear a lot about the American jazz scene, mm. but um, music from all around the world, right? It is now. Um, yeah, the Europeans love their jazz, and I've been lucky enough to sit, go to a few European jazz festivals, and um, and they uh, and they only get the best. Um, the traditional venues, of course, you know, up the river from New Orleans, uh, Chicago, and later on to New York. But um, yeah, Australia, Australia have a lot of. Um, they like their Dixieland in Australia, very, very popular. It's interesting that there's two idioms that really have uh, lasted in the jazz era. One's Dixieland, the other one's the big band, mm. which have really come back. But some of the old bop and the fusion and the acid jazz and that uh, sort of disappeared. Mm. Yeah. And uh, I guess that's something to do with the energy of it, right? It's the kind of music that... When we look, for example, to public events in the city, the Dunedin City Jazz Orchestra, yeah. usually there with a bit of swing, mm. a bit of bop, maybe. Yeah. But um, it's just the swing music, the music that makes people move. That's the kind of thing that... Uh, what did Duke Ellington say? Yeah. Don't mean a thing if it ain't got that swing. There it is. And so you're a particular fan of swing? Yeah, very much so. Yeah, that's where I started. With such a huge collection, this is not a really fair question, but um, I wonder whether, you know, when... Would you have a go-to artist or band uh, when you're really needing that fix or any particular performances that really uh, just blow you away? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, yeah, yeah, no, a bit hard to answer that one. No, I don't think I've got any particular. It depends on the mood you're in. Right. Mm. Well, that's important. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes I'm, you know, I like the the big band, the big band sound. Is, um, other times uh, you like the smaller groups. Yeah, it depends. I think it depends very much on the mood you're in. Well, let's take it um, towards vocalists then, for example. Uh, um, you know, that's a whole other thing. We've talked largely around sort of instrumental mm. music, but, um, yeah, any favourite vocalists? Well, yeah, of course, Frank Sinatra's got to be right up there. Tony Bennett. Um, Latterly, people like um, Michael Bublé um, go back a bit further. Uh, the great blues singers Jimmy Rushing, Joe Williams. Um, on the English scene, there. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of a. It doesn't come to mind. No, but uh, I think you probably get the general idea. And women as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very much so. Ernestine Anderson's one of my favourite woman artists. Ella, Ella Fitzgerald goes without saying, Lady Ella. Uh, Peggy Lee did a lot of good work in, way back in the 60s. Um, Interesting that you mentioned Michael Bublé. I can remember when he sort of came on the scene, there mm. was the inevitable comparisons with Sinatra and, mm. and you know, much of his mannerisms mm. seemed to echo that. Mm. But he, he kind of rose above that. He's uh, he's really a prolific artist mm. and um, and incredibly popular. Could you could argue he's been responsible for um, for revitalising um, jazz singing in many ways? Without a shadow of a doubt, you can and you can you can look at old Rock and Rod Rod Stewart, um, essentially uh, an old rocker if he would describe himself as that. But he made that phenomenally uh, successful series, the American Jazz Book. 
and uh, I think he I think he got himself sixty million. Yeah, probably his biggest selling material. But he did it. Yeah, but he did a wonderful job. Wonderful yeah. job. Yeah, interesting, isn't mm. it? The Great American Songbook. That's yeah. what it was called. Yeah. yeah. And um, songs from the Great American Songbook feature regularly on your program. They do. When you're putting a show together each week, what do you do? What's your What's your process? Uh, balance, I suppose. Uh, nothing too esoteric. Um, I like to think the show's middle of the road, a wee bit each way, perhaps. But uh, there's something there for the uh, the people who like uh, something. Say, as I said, something a little more esoteric. But basically, it's straight down the middle of the road. A lot of big band, a lot of swing, good small groups, good singers. Which might account for its massive popularity online, and I'm sure with uh, our Rory FM listeners locally as well. Um, Lou, it's great to catch up with you from time to time. We look forward to another edition of uh, the Jazz Cafe later on this morning, 11 o'clock, and we tune in every Thursday here on Rory FM for Lou McConnell's Jazz Cafe. And hey, you've been well supported by some local businesses too, right? Yeah, had a lot of support. Yeah, we want to thank those that have, along the way, mm-hmm. kept a jazz cafe on air here on ORFM. Thanks, Lou. I'll let you get ready uh, for your show. We'll uh, mm. look forward to hearing it later on in the day. Nice to hear from you too, Jeff. Thank you. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.